Florida High Seminoles head coach Jared Hickman is with us, completing his 23rd year of coaching, 19th year at Florida High. Remarkable head coach, remarkable program. You don't want to miss that. That's in the first hour. And then Mark Early, Leon County Supervisor of Elections, he's going to talk with us at length about all the security systems and the integrity of the voting process here in Leon County. Stay with me. Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny, brought to you by Widden Glass, Tallahassee's first name in glass for your home or office, and by Merry Maids. Call Merry Maids. Relax. And it's done. In 1945, Jack Whitten started a glass company in Tallahassee. Now over 75 years and three generations later, it's still working every day, doing just as Jack wanted, giving his customers real solutions for replacing window glass, providing custom-cut mirrors, and supplying superior bath and shower enclosures. Local building contractors know Whitten Glass takes care of Tallahassee business. They prefer Whitten because of their precision and mastery of eye-catching storefront glass and countertop glass. It's a fact. When you choose Wooden Glass, you're working with real glass people who will take care of you to your complete satisfaction. It's what Jack Wooden wanted, and it's been the Wooden way of doing business for over 75 years. Wooden Glass, Tallahassee's first family in glass since 1945. Call Wooden Glass today or visit them online at 222 5781 or With this opportunity to talk with Jared Hickman, it's going to be uh, a moment for you when it will, no doubt, it certainly do, does with me uh, bring back a lot of fond memories of people like Coach Bobby Bowden and some of these other remarkable f- people that have graced our studio here, Sue Semerow and Lonnie Alameda. Yeah, Mickey Andrews. I think what you'll find, if you don't know Coach Hickman already, by by reputation at least, you're going to find out that uh, old Jared has a interesting connection to that legacy. His father uh, was an assistant coach for Coach Bobby Bowden. Yeah, so you want to learn about his background and then how he has gone about in his own way, trying to establish a sort of um, protocol, a sort of, I guess you'd call it um, a manner of discipline and organization that characterizes this rather successful Florida High football program, right? It's remarkable, too, that in his conversation, he talks about the adjustments that are needed when you're dealing with kids at this high school level and and at the same time try to bring to them the realities not only what football entails you know i mean just the demands of this sport physically emotionally mentally even i guess you'd say relationally socially you know the impact that goes on for families of these young players 
um, how they must learn to work together and all of that. And then certainly those are topics of concern in any sport and at any level, whether it's sort of at this beginning level, perhaps we'd say, and or onto the collegiate and then into professional sports. Along the way, it's people like Coach Hickman who are the caregivers. You know, they're the ones that are trying to establish for these young men uh, the process, the process. What, what is the order of those parts of this that are within my control? Does that make sense? In other words, there are, there are those aspects of the game and he will be quick to say that this game is the most lifelike or parallels in the best way the lessons uh, that life demands of us, the understanding that we bring if we're going to be successful in life to some degree, meaning that, um, you know, it can be tough and football is tough. It's tough on 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 every on every level. You know, the demands of the athleticism, uh, the athletics, uh, the physical demands, the emotional uh, demands, the relationships that that uh, get strained at times, right? Okay. So, from Hickman's point of view, and I think it's a shared point of view that. You have that sort of um, parallel. You have that opportunity to help young people. And I'm certain that this is true in all of athletics. Um, But in football, particularly because of uh, it being, you know, full contact. Um, Yeah, there's probably, I mean, certainly rugby and... uh, (laughs) And maybe there's some others that you would point to. Um, I don't know. Soccer. Yeah, I mean, but in football, you know, the goal is to beat the crap out of your opponent. (laughs) And, uh, you know, there's no getting around that. That's just the nature of how this thing works. So to be able to prepare yourself in all that that means is a constant and it does require some proficient uh, coaching. And there's no question about that. Well, we look for that in our own lives, whether it's in our families, our businesses, our friendships and various associations we have. Uh, man alive, uh, we, we look for the resource to know, the, the coaching that we need um, to figure it out. And if we didn't get that early on in life, as these guys do with this program, well, then we go kind of hungry for that. We look around the room and say, is there anybody here that can help me? Maybe at the le- very least figure out what I'm doing wrong here. Why is this not working? Um, you're going to hear Coach Hickman say, sometimes you do everything right. You do all the things that you knew were the right things to do, and it still didn't work. So what do you do then? Well, he's going to tell you, but you got to stay with me here in this first hour. Jared Hickman, now having completed his 23rd year of coaching, he's been with Florida High 19 years, 
uh, it does beg this question, you know, what are those lessons that we can learn um, and how do those apply across the board? Uh, In today's broadcast, I think it's fair to say we have a common thread. And if I were to put one word to that, it would be process. Process. Uh, Nothing of this magnitude uh, happens. Success is not magically acquired. It's achieved because you and I apply to the endeavor the protocol, the process, the, the steps that are required of us. And we can't get ahead of ourselves in that. We have to take each of those steps in the order they were intended. Now, some of them are circular. You know, sometimes you are involved in various parts of an enterprise simultaneously and one piece feeds the other. You know, I'll take, uh, uh, well, producing this broadcast, hosting this radio show. We're now in our 14th season. Well, you don't do anything for 14 years, 13, 13 plus. We started in February of 2011. I mean, you, you, you don't. You can do it one time, but to do it a thousand times over, to do it over a 13-year period, yeah, it requires uh, some sort of um, discipline to the process. And some of those things, yes, they are sequential. Some of them are circular. I mean, so we go about securing sponsors for the broadcast. At the same time, we're looking to book the guests that come and share their stories with us. And then we have to promote the same thing. We have to promote among our listenership, among you, so you know what's going on and make sure we've sent out the proper invitation to the best of our ability. And then there's all the technical side. <laughs> if it weren't enough, yeah, then there's all of the equipment and the technologies involved. And when you've got somebody as brilliant as Carl mastering all that, well, that helps us considerably. So today, that's the topic of, at hand, I would say. Process, how it is we go about creating winning football teams how we go about making sure that local elections are secure. Stay with me. Coach Jared Hickman completed his 23rd year of coaching and his 19th year as the Florida High Seminoles head coach. This guy has done a few things. Coach Hickman has led the Seminoles to 17 playoff berths in 19 years. Huh. In 2007, Coach led Florida High to its first undefeated regular season in 46 years and its first 12-win season, its second regional championship, and a slot in the state semifinals for only the second time in the school's long history. This goes on. Uh, We're going to stop here because I want to welcome to the show Coach Jared Hickman, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. Doing well. Looking Glad to be good. Here. Thank you. Yeah. 
you look like you're ready for another year of fun and games out there at Florida High because it's just such a dream job. There's never any problems. <laughs> you know, everybody loves you, and you just go on winning. What's wrong with that idea? Oh, well, it's, it's good when that <laughs> happens, but uh, it's a business that's day-to-day and week-to-week. Friday night to Friday night is what it is. Friday night to Friday night. And uh, I think I think it's fair to say that the season for people in your uh, life, in your role, uh, the season really never ends as such. For us, you know, it's 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 you know a few months. For you, it's a it's it's a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, but that lifetime in coaching began, like a lot of guys and a lot of women, uh, in your youth, right? Tell us about where you got started. Uh, and I think your father, well, tell us about your dad and, and maybe his relationship with Coach Bowden, too. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a family business, I guess, for me, and that's probably what I took over. My I'm the son of a coach's kid. Uh, my father was a high school coach for more than 40 years uh, in the state of West Virginia and then certainly here in, in the state of Florida. Uh, so that's all I ever knew uh, and really all I ever dreamed to be was, was a high school football coach. And so uh, my father worked for Coach Bowden, was a student assistant, and I think graduate assistant for Coach Bowden at West Virginia University wow. uh, when he was injured as a wrestler uh, going there. And so, uh, but got the coaching bug and loved it and had a chance to watch a young Coach Bowden then uh, kind of do what he did. And uh, I would say the rest is history. My father jumped into it and, and was outstanding and uh, was my high school coach. And uh, hmm. I have loved it ever since and, and just kind of knew from an early age, this is this is what I want to do. Uh, would it be fair to say that uh, Coach Bowden was able to bring to your dad a lot of his philosophy and his approach and his his style in coaching? You think? Yeah, I think so. I think absolutely. They, uh, they're they both great communicators, uh, both both really good with, with young people and sharing their dream and their vision and, and helping young people become the best kind of people. Mm. And I think Coach Bowden was, mm. was the best there's ever been at that. Uh, I think my father was really, really good at that. And uh, I might be somewhere in the middle. I'm a little more stubborn than, than he is in those things. And so, Well, you're uh, a younger man. Yeah. Give so it time, brother. <laughs> I, I'm ultra competitive, but uh, try to pick up on all those things and, yeah. and understand that we're in a business where helping kids – is still the most important thing. Yeah. Wins and losses are incredible and great, but but helping young people become better is is what it's about. In fact, that that's got to be tough though too, because particularly in a competitive environment like this, I mean, and you know, let's be honest here, Florida's passion for football, the Southern, you know, passion for this sport. Uh, doesn't leave you a whole lot of wiggle room, it yeah. seems to me. And you've got a kid that you see, you're seeing the potential. He's not administering that. Sure. He's not getting it there. Yeah. What's your What's your approach with him? How do you make that happen? Or does it vary from one person to the next? Yeah, I think it does. I think it varies, and I think you have to know the kid and, mm-hmm. and know what he responds to. And, mm-hmm. and some are more that you can push and drive them as hard as you can every day, and some you have to pull back a little and, yeah. and let him discover it on their own. And so – in 19 years or 23 overall, I mean, you, you've seen a lot of both of those things. and uh, But it's a sport that demands a lot of you. And, and hmm. we have a saying, it takes what it takes. There aren't any really shortcuts in those things to, to be great. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes a lot of work and takes a lot of time. And so um, even with talent, you have to you kind of have to push to, to be really good all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, You and your wife have two sons, correct? Yes, sir. Two, two. 
And and one, uh, uh, let's see, Brooks is a freshman at uh, Georgia State. Yes, sir. Playing football. Yep. And then you've got Brady, who's 13 years old. Uh, slash 18. And, and I was going to say, and thinks that he's absolutely uh, 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 at least 18. Yep. Um, characteristic of all of us in that adolescent period of, of our lives when we uh, are over overestimating or maybe overstating our ability but that's probably a good thing don't you think i, I do when, when, when yeah because there's some confidence there yeah yeah you know hey i know what i'm doing absolutely here. so with that how has it i guess played into your coaching style you've got two of your own yeah um Sometimes it's hard to tell who's teaching who. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think my father might have been better at it than I was. Uh, my son would have to tell you that uh, I gave it to him as good as I gave it to anybody on that field. You know, I never wanted him to feel like people mm. uh, assumed he was getting something because mm-hmm. you know I was the coach, and so he he mm. was challenged and pushed as hard as he could, and so. As he's now become an adult, I think it's the the thing that I'm most proud of yes. and the thing that he's recognized is that yes. he became a really good football player for our program yes. because he worked hard and became a really good football player. It had yeah. nothing to do with the fact that his dad, uh, you know, was that coach. Right. And, uh, right. Uh, you know, so that was, that was a fun, fun four years for uh-huh. us as a family to watch him grow to become a really good football player. Yeah. And uh, having a good time of it, do you think he'll stay his, – his intentions are to stay – in football through his uh, collegiate years, yeah, or, yeah, for sure, he, I think so. That's that's the plan, and uh, or is that part of the, you know we'll, we'll see. Him. Knows, that, that's yeah. obviously the ultimate dream right now. Football is just challenging in itself, and yeah. as you find out as a college freshman, it, it brings its own challenges daily. You know, now to that just, sounds like a Bowden esque sort of statement because that was that was what Coach Bowden always talked about. You know, it's a dad gum football game. Yep. But for him, that dadgum football game was really life it's yeah. in, in a in a microcosm. It was it was the lessons of yep. life, and how many times we heard him talk about the halftime of life, sure. and the things that you have to step back and re reevaluate. Yeah, um, do you try to bring that to your players that they see the sort of the big picture, I guess, yeah. of what football really is? Absolutely, I. I as passionate as I can be about it, I think football is the greatest teacher that we have of anything there is in this world. I mean, you have to be in a locker room with different cultures. You have to find ways to respect other people that don't come from your background. Mm. Uh, you've got to get the ever-loving crap knocked out of you on a daily basis mm. and get yourself back up and do it over and over again. It's the sport where you literally beat up on each other four days a week and then go play somebody else one time a week. Mm. And uh mm. You know, you talk about learning, adapting, Mm -hmm. growing, um, finding out a lot about yourself in this game of of football that is this game of life. Uh, I don't think there's a greater teacher about how we should interact and how the world Mm -hmm. could be or should be when it comes to the game of football because there's so many diverse backgrounds trying to move everybody in one direction. Uh, for yeah. for one night of football yeah. is really so take, really take good care thing. of your mind, take yep. care of your body, take care of each other. Yeah, because you're going to need all that absolutely and more. Yep, if you're going to get down the road at all. Yeah, uh, folks, we've got uh, Coach Jared Hickman here. He's uh, given us a little bit of insight as to what it's like in his world. And uh, Coach, you've got a 
sounds like you've got a pretty significant uh, year ahead uh, <laughs> with some pretty good chances of doing well again. Uh, won't ask you to get too detailed there <laughs> with us. Uh, we'll keep keep your playbook to yourself, but uh, but you've got some great players. Yeah, yeah, we we've had a ton of great players from from the time my father was a coach to to mm-hmm. now, and, and mm-hmm. we're so blessed to have that. But what we're I would say extremely proud of is the development of those players. You know, players are good, but our coaches and our coaching staff that I've had a hmm. uh, the best thing I ever did was hire a bunch of really good coaches, and they've made they've made me look good for so long that uh, they help mold these young men. Yes. And so, you know, we can see the talent, we can see what this player hmm. can become, but but hmm. really turning that into uh, fruition, so to speak, is uh, what's fun about this job. Hmm. And at hmm. our school, where it's K through twelve. We've known these kids almost their entire lives, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know that's that's fun for us to watch and see what we can become. That is an unusual perspective. It's different than most places are. Absolutely right. Talking to Jared Hickman here, Coach Florida High, and we're going to continue this conversation right after this. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic, you know, something clever, but that just didn't work. So. I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? So we're back, and we're talking with Coach Jared Hickman, Florida High. Um, so so you abide with this idea that, and you said, football is the greatest teacher out there. Um, in terms of its parallel with life experience, right? The yeah. the preparation, the mental discipline, the physical yeah. discipline, the the cooperation, yeah. right? Uh, allowing everybody to kind of be their own person at yep. the same time, figuring out a way to connect yeah. and work together as a team, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, when we talk with Coach Alameda, she talks about uh, taking her, her team over to uh, Destin or one of the beaches sure. along here, and they do this, this kind of survival type yeah, of training yeah. you guys get into that or? yeah as much as we can in high school I don't quite have the budget that she might have to do those things but uh, Come on. you know adversity is a big key in, yeah. in all sports and how, do how, you face you, that? how do you handle that is really a lot how your season hinges and mm. uh, you know getting kids to understand that uh, again especially in football as it ebbs and flows in an entire game uh, in most sports it's it's built on runs and those things uh, you got to get your kids to understand that you, you can't let the highs be too high and the lows be too low. And uh, we love for our kids to stay in the middle and just just play. Play the game the way that it's yeah. supposed to be played. Play the way that, that you've been coached and taught. And then we'll look up after 48 minutes. Right. You know, we, we often right. tell our kids, don't scoreboard watch. Don't get into that. Um, play the game. Adjust. Uh, but putting those guys through adverse situations, we're trying to do that now. We do them uh, early morning workouts every so often. And we certainly do it in about 100-degree heat in the summertime, challenging those kids to get up and, and do yeah. that. Uh, you find out a lot about yourself. Two-a-days. Yes, yeah. sir. How fun. 
Um, it, it happens too, I think, that uh, uh, sometimes you don't watch the scoreboard. Players uh, worry about not losing. Yeah. Instead of focusing yeah, on exactly how to right. win. Yep. Right? Absolutely. What, they, they, is, they, you tend to just focus on, you know, man, this isn't going well. And, and, uh, uh you start thinking negative and negative thoughts instead of worrying about the process that everybody and Nick Saban has coined and all those things yeah, about yeah. just playing one play at a time because yeah. that's all you got. And uh, got. if it's a bad play, great. It ain't coming back one way or another. Again, You've got to move on. A life lesson. How yeah. many players have you seen in various sports say, staying in this moment, yeah. really trying to stay focused at where I am right? Pitchers, especially Absolutely. in baseball. Yep. Every pitch, you know, that's the next thing, yeah. and that's the only thing they have control over. Absolutely. But that's a lesson back to us, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, for sure. We have a big thing that uh, rules our weight room here, this next play, because that's the only one you got is, yeah. is the next one that you can make the best it can be. And oh. if it's great, good, there's going to be another one. And if yep. it's bad, yep. no problem, there's going to be another one. You know, uh, I've heard it said that there's a kind of three-step to that. Embrace the chaos. Yep. The world is a chaotic place. Yeah. The football field is not under your control, yeah. but you got to get out there yep. and you're going to embrace it. And then you're going to work, and you just said it, work the process. Yeah. Work the process. That is within your control. Yeah. And it's not yesterday. It's not tomorrow. It's right here, right now. Yep. And then be willing to release control of the outcome. That's yeah. that's not watching the scoreboard. Yeah. That's looking at what you can do Absolutely. to do your job. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, it is 100%. Again, you're trying to get 11 guys at a time to move in the same direction, which is challenging. It's it's mm. unlike any other sport there is out mm. there where mm. uh, it doesn't matter how great of a player you might have on that team. Yes. That this sport, you've got to have 10 other guys and certainly 40 oh. to 50 other oh. guys sharing oh. that same vision and that same commitment. Do coaches do that on your team? Your coaches work together in that same sort of mentality where you guys hang together, you do yeah. things together. What's that life like? Yeah, it, it very much is. Again, I, I grew up watching, you know, I think my father's best teams were the coaches that had that connectivity and they were together so much. Yeah, so they were a team. I, that's themselves. what I tried to do yeah. when we hired people and made sure it was the right fit. That mm. uh, uh, young people are very smart. They can read if coaches have tension and they're not yeah. on the same page. And so yeah. I think for us, our coaching staff is super connected and has yep. been for Almost all of my 19 mm. years, uh, there's been five or six of us been together for that long. And uh, mm. it, it it shows up a lot when you don't panic. The kids can read into that. Yep. They understand that, you know, a bad moment can be fixed. And uh, uh, it's been beneficial for me in my career. But the relationship is the, really the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Things go wrong. Yep. But if the relationship is intact. Yeah. Trust. We trust each other. Yep. Mickey Andrews told me, he said, you know, when Coach Bowden called me, you know where we met at a McDonald's. <laughs> I was that was the first time I'd ever met him. Yeah, and it wasn't some fancy lunch. Sure, this was just Bobby. Yeah, and and taking that level of of trust, you just talked about it, the camaraderie, yeah. uh, the connection, the the emotional, mental, physical connection. Sure. I mean, isn't that how business is supposed Ab- to work? Absolutely, that's how families work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the best ones do, I think. I think the ones that you truly can tell that they're in it for each other. Yeah. And and no matter the hard times, the good times, that, that, yeah. that there's truly going to be there for one another. Up that, and down. Yeah, you'll work through that. Because, again, football, as you said, the word chaos, it's, it's all over the place from time to time. And you've got to be able to know there'll be some disagreements, but yep. at the same time there's one vision and uh, – 
you know, everybody's speaking that same. All that right. same. Well, I'm going to throw one at you here. Sure. Let's talk movies. Okay. I want you love to, movies. I want to. I want you to tell me your your top three favorite football movies. Oh, football movies. Football movies. Oh we can do, we can man. Do movies at large, if you'd rather. That's yeah, another category that here another in our category. in our game here of Jeopardy. But, um, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a bit of a sappy sucker, and one of those things is Brian Pickle uh, Brian mm. song uh, with the Brian Piccolo story, and I I'm think a big good, Gail Sayers fan. And I think so you're in good company. A lot of people that's feel a really that good one. Mm. Um, it's hard not to like uh, Burt Reynolds and mm. Uh, mm. I've lost the name of uh, Longest Yard. Yes, yes, big big fan of the original. With Burt Reynolds in that. So, and, uh, so tell me again. You got the top three. Brian Song, I, I think. Uh, uh, remember the Titans, and mm. then uh, Longest Yard. Longest probably, Yard. Yeah. If you were to do anything else in life, I mean, has there ever been that moment when you say, "Hmm, what if I were not doing this?" You know, other than professionally trying to play golf, or mm. yeah, I'm a big golfer. Uh, you know, do something along those lines. Uh, my half my family are teachers and so that's all i knew growing up as my mother was a teacher my stepmom's a teacher my dad was a teacher i grew up in a family full of them and so you know that's just what i loved and and learned and watched them do a very good job of it yeah so if there's anything else um i mean do you spend time in a classroom at florida i I do yeah i teach a health class i teach our eighth graders and so see that that's a part of getting to know those kids how cool is that um I'm not a, I'm not a shirt and tie guy. I, I would be miserable <laughs> if I had to put one of those on every single day. Send you out there with your black yeah. briefcase and yeah. you know, button down. No, not. you know, a golf course maintenance kind of guy would be something. Just because I that enjoy would be that, fun. you know, that uh, would be fun. I want to drive the little cart, you know, yeah. around with my, you know, shears and yeah. my and my trimmer and stuff. Uh, yeah, I just That'd I be enjoy awesome. being outside and doing those Caddy things. Caddyshack. Yeah. Here's another <laughs> yeah. movie. That's absolutely. <laughs> You'd be Bill Murray going I'd, after that stupid golfer. That would be. I'd get after it pretty good. Uh, if if we uh, if we think about uh, the state of uh, athletics, yeah. and there's all this talk about NIL, you know, um, NIL issues, and um, you know, Florida at, at large, I think, is still sort of in recovery sure. from the uh, national championship and the committee's decision and all that sort of thing. I've made the argument that the real disconnect is between what we've imagined it it to be, what we're used to it being, you know, back when, you know, Keith Jackson was still on the show. Absolutely, on 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 ABC. Right, right, right. Um, That is not the world we live in. No. And it was was a simple observation, but the way I looked at it, this committee wasn't making a decision based on anything other than ratings and they went over to Capital One and Allstate and all these, and they said, "Would you pay two hundred million dollars yeah. to sponsor this bowl game if Florida State were uh, were in a matchup?" Yeah, and the answer was no. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's I think there's closer to the truth sure, sure. than deciding that this was some kind of conspiracy or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no doubt, in your role as head coach for Florida High, uh. A lot of discussions there. I want to come back to that. We're going to take a quick break. We've got Jared Hickman with us. You stay with me. Wooden Glass has been taking care of families since 1945. Experienced, reliable professionals who offer only the best, like Wooden's top-of-the-line bath enclosures. 
Eye-catching storefronts are a specialty at Widden Glass, and they provide precise installation. Widden Glass, Tallahassee's first family in glass. Online at WiddenGlass.com. Call 850-222-5781. Folks, there are four ways to shine in life, and Merry Maids has it all going on. Experience, reliability, thoroughness, and professionalism. Well, that's why we rely on Merry Maids right here at our studios, because, you know, I do need a little shine from time to time. And my friends at Merry Maids can make it happen with guaranteed satisfaction, screened and trained employees, bonded and insured performance, even a free consultation. Merry Maids can customize cleanings to fit most budgets and fit your busy schedule with cleanings on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, or an on-call basis. Merry Maids will deep clean your home on that first visit, something that you've probably been wanting to do, but you don't have to. Call Merry Maids, relax, and it's clean. Right here in Tallahassee, call 386-2205 or find them online at merrymaids.com. That's 386-2205. So, Coach Hickman, you have uh, given generously of your time with us, <laughs> going all over the place here. Um, I mean, uh, so many. It's it's it, in some respects, this is sort of ancient history at this point. I think, I think we've kind of grown up a little bit from believing that it's all about wins and losses, yeah. and it's all about <clears throat> our record um, when it comes to making a national championship. Yeah. Um, where do you where where's your perspective on all that, or is it something that you even like talking about with people at this point? Uh, sort of old old stuff and move on now. Or? Yeah, I mean, I I think you can dwell on it too long, and I think as fans, that's that's what we do, and that's yeah. what we like to do. But I think the coaches are more eager to get back to work and yeah. just kind of do those things, and that's that's always certainly how I feel about it. Yeah. I'd rather get back to work and try to do something well, about it, it more it, than talk about I it. I think and, that's where Mike, uh, you know, he was pretty much there yeah. within a, a, For sure. a, a few days. Yeah. You know, he was he was upset, yeah. of course, yep. and, and displayed that and made it very clear. Yep. Um, but you said the way you deal with that is get back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you, uh, that your parents instilled in you, this strong work ethic, your father, your mother? I mean, being educators is a big part of that, yeah. too. Yeah. Because to me, the most effective educators are the bo- the ones who work themselves the hardest. Absolutely. In preparation. Yeah. Right? When you walk into that that locker room and you look around that, that room and you look at these guys and they've just come, on, come off uh, a great win. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, well, yeah. what do you say to them? Enjoy it. I, I've learned over my time when I was a younger coach was you wanted to get right back to it and kind of, I don't want to say take it away from them, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because Monday's coming yep. and everybody's going to forget about it pretty quickly because there's a new Friday coming. you yeah, know. But right. I've learned over as time has gone on, let them enjoy it a little bit. Let them have the uh, weekend to enjoy those uh, things. Let the coaches be the ones that will get back to work okay. and, and present an opportunity on okay. Monday for them. But uh Kids need to, for as hard as we feel like we push them, kids need to enjoy that. They need to have 24 yes. to 48 hours. Relish of, the win. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes into that. Y- you walk into that same cl- uh, locker room, and uh, this didn't go well. Things yeah. went sideways. What do you say? Same thing. Uh, you know, 
try not to dwell on it too long. Let it be 24 hours. Uh, let it sink in. Uh, own it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, ask yourself why. And then, again, you, you rely a lot on your veteran players to mm-hmm. say, okay, look, Monday is a new opportunity. And yeah. so um, yeah. we can just as quickly get, get this feeling out of our system if we come back and mm-hmm. have a really good week. Mm-hmm. So I think – too many times we, we sit on the losses too much and uh, and don't enjoy the wins. And so I think over time I've tried to do the opposite of those things mm-hmm. and uh, not dwell on those losses too much. Let's get back to work and then enjoy those wins because they're hard fought, especially in this state with the talent that you have week in and week out. Yeah, no, without any question. It, it happens too, I think, that uh, when you are dealing with young people, as yeah. you do, um, there's the kind of um, – over 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 dramatization yeah. maybe an overreaction sure um you know i'm the worst football player that's ever lived you <laughs> yeah. know uh, i just want to quit i want to yeah. get out of here um is that the point at which uh, you, you come back to the personality of the of the person you're dealing with yeah or do you have a kind of standard hey look man we get it i understand yeah but you got to get over this and move on i mean what what is it what is the talk like yeah no i think it's, it's you're exactly right it's who you're dealing with you know mm-hmm. is that somebody that needs a, a kick in the butt uh or, uh, or is it back. somebody that yeah. needs a pat on the back yeah. yeah and so uh you know my mom will be the first to send me a text after a loss and said you know listen this is what you chose move on you know because Thanks, mo- mom. Mo- monday's coming <laughs> yep and uh my brother's the same way and yeah, so you know yeah. they know me yeah. well enough to know that give me something that's going to drive or, or challenge me, yeah. that, that that's what helps me move on quicker than, yeah, yeah. you know, those other things. You ever find yourself in a situation where you just don't know the way out? Yeah, I, I've had some, some really tough losses where you thought that you did everything the way that it should have been done and the outcome should have been this. Yeah. Uh, and it certainly wasn't. It wasn't. And you scratch your head and you wonder, you know, how can I change or, or be better or whatever you know and, and scratch or am i doing yeah, it right yeah, and so yeah. there's absolutely been those moments but uh you know uh i think kids give you perspective and and mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. you wake up on a saturday and when my kids were younger they didn't care you know they didn't care anymore about those especially things especially when you have the same team yeah from one week to the next yeah and it's like a different team yeah let's talk to coach ham about that yeah yeah uh wow cardinals yeah uh what happened yeah did you guys even Read the memo, sure, sure. You know, and then and then watching them play earlier this week, yeah. Holy smokes, yeah. man! Uh, they were dynamic, yeah. And they and they pull it off, yeah. You know, by a by a one point win, yep. And he, and you could see Coach Ham over there on the on the on the side of the court just just coming yeah. after him, sure, like, sure. What are you guys doing? Yeah, stop it. Uh, you find yourselves in that situation where. Uh, I did all the right things, and it, yet it didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Yeah. Who coaches you in those situations? Maybe it's your mom sitting to that. Yeah, there, there's some of that. There's some tough love. I, I think my wife has given me some. Certainly, she's really good about do I push or do I pull, you know, and so do I pat him on the back or do I tell him, you know, look, mm. get over it and move on. You have other coaches that are part of your inner circle, your, yeah. your close guys not necessarily on uh, on your staff yeah 
Yeah, you do. Yeah, I have a couple really good friends in the coaching world that uh, mm. you know sometimes you reach out to. But yeah. I've always my dad's always been there too. To you know, I think he's been a really positive. Yes. Uh, he knows that I can hold on to things long, and he's always kind of been a good bump yeah. to say, "Look, yeah, I've, on, I've yeah. done this many times before." You know, yeah. get yeah. back to work, and, and yeah. you're doing the right things. And sometimes you just need to hear that it'll show up. It'll show up. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you think about the possibilities of having somebody on your squad like a Charlie Ward. Yeah. Um that that feels to me a bit more um ominous. You yeah. know, it has that sense of I I really, you know, I see this guy here, he's really talented. Yeah. Um I want to be a part of his success sure. so he can take that as far as he possibly can. Is there a tendency then to t- try to Maybe take more time with that player than the guy who's over here just really struggling. How do you how do you manage that for yourself first? Well, I, for me, it was no. I've wanted to try to from day one. You know, you don't. Uh, I want to say Tony Dungy said it somewhere down the line. You know, <laughs> you you treat everybody fairly, but you don't necessarily approach all the situations. Well, I've tried to be as consistent as I can be. I spend time with everybody and challenge yeah. everybody and push everybody. Yeah. Um, but you might handle different situations a little bit knowing mm. knowing the individual. But, no, I mean, I, I think that, that uh, you know, the kid that maybe is the third-string player, you know, he deserves just as much attention as the mm. superstar. And so mm. now his role might be different, uh, but he's going to get challenged and pushed and, and held to, yeah, standard just like everybody else because I think – Young people respect that when you can see that right. you know, I'm holding him to the standard and I'm holding this other person to the same standard. Um, yeah. But, you know, um, mm-hmm. they are different, and, and there is something to that too. So, Well, that would – I'm going to make an assumption, but that would assume that you have to look at the player. Yeah. You also have to look at the team, yeah. and then you have to look at the franchise. You sure. have to look at the program. You know, all of those things are – in on your right there on your desk yeah. every day every day yeah. so this may be good for this kid but is it good for the team yeah. and is that good for the program sure and what about we let's just add some more st- layers here yeah what about the rest of the staff yeah uh what about the alumni you know the parents all of these and they're all standing right there in your office yeah. looking at you yeah um, how do you personally deal with that? How do you do you distance yourself, or how do you, how do you manage your own psyche? I guess in that. Well, I, I think for me and our coaching staff in general, as long as we've known that we've one treated kids, you know, the right way, uh, and uh, so you, you're accountable to one another. I think so. Yeah. You know, again, we can always look at ourselves and say, look, you know, hmm. as long as we're doing it the right way, and and hmm. we feel like we're respecting the game and respecting the kids and their families, then. You know, you can deal with the ups and downs. The people don't always agree with you. They don't right. agree with the decisions right. you make on a Friday night or benching yeah. a kid or not yeah. starting a kid. But but as long as we know that we've done it the right way, I think the kids ultimately respect How that. How deep do you go with any one player when it comes to personal matters? Or is that always part of the the process? Yeah. Or is that sort of off limits? No, I think it comes with the territory, especially in high school. You know, these kids are... You know, they walk in your door, 14 years old, and again, in our case, we've known them since they were either elementary or middle school kids. So mm. we absolutely know their backgrounds. Mm. Uh, and and if if they need help, then that's mm. the that's the number one thing. Wow. Is, uh, again, not every kid's going to wow. go play college football. So how can we ultimately help them to be professionals mm. and really good uh, out in the world? Uh, mm. 
you know, uh, as this world mm-hmm. is changing to try to help, I, I think, make more sports kids, mm-hmm. you know, the ones leading this thing because they've mm-hmm. been on teams and they understand what sacrifice is and they understand what commitment is and hard work. And so um, hmm. some of our best leaders have been people that have taken sports models and been very good at that. And I think some of our best leaders have been those kind of people uh, over time. Mm. Jared Hickman, head coach, Florida High, a good friend of this town and a good friend of college football. <laughs> and now he's my friend. Yes, sir. Coach, thanks for being here with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're going to continue more Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny at the top of the hour. You stay with me. We've got more. Well, welcome back to the second hour, Tallahassee Talks with Brian Cerny, bringing you all of these wonderful conversations with so many wonderful people, courtesy of Moose Magnificat Radio, Tallahassee's Radio to the Worlds, playing you all local musicians, their original songs all the time, online at moosemagnificat.com. We broadcast there Saturday mornings at 9 Sunday afternoons at 3, and a repeat play uh, again on uh, Wednesdays at 5.30. Lots of ways that you can be a part of this show. Subscribe to the podcast, so it is in a a podcast format available to you. And you can do all of this at the website, TallahasseeTalks.com. And of course, we are Grateful for the opportunity to reach out to you on Saturday mornings at 7. And if for no other reason, so that Greg can sit there quietly drinking his grassroots coffee and thinking about how much he loves me. Thank you, Greg. Matty Rowe, we're not sure about Matty Rowe yet. We're working that. He's, you know, it's undecided. He hasn't cast his vote, I think, yet in our favor. I don't know. I may be wrong about that. But those two guys do a great job. Weekday mornings, 93.3 FM, real talk in Tallahassee. Come on, man. Lots of fun. Especially when they talk about food stuff. I'm always very attentive then. You know, teasing me about my pickled herring and such. I'm, I'm just telling you, man, don't. Don't hate it if you've never tried it. It's great stuff. And we make our own pickled herring at our house. Hard to come by these days, honestly. So I buy salt herring from Seattle, the same market where my dad and I used to go when I was a kid. Yep, blood sausage and salt herring. Um, He always made his own meatballs. We didn't do that. Um, head cheese, all kinds of Scandahoovian kind of things. Lots of Yulikaka. <laughs> uh, for you folks in the South, that would be, um, you know, Christmas bread, like that. But, you know, I'm fortunate that I have a, an amazing wife at hand who um, has never saw a baking opportunity that she didn't go after. So we have her well-disciplined uh to turn out those uh, Yulikaka Christmas bread type items very well. Yeah, no complaints there. So kudos to Greg and Matty Rowe and John, all the good folks at Real Talk there, 93.3 
am, again, delighted to be a part of the lineup on Saturday mornings at 7. As well, I should uh, encourage you, remind you, to email us ideas you have, a topic you'd like us to consider, a guest you would recommend, topics at moosemagnificat.com. So there you go with all that detail. And I do have a few other announcements for you. Um, just a couple. We got the Tallahassee Marathon going on tomorrow, seven thirty in the morning till two thirty. And uh, Tallahassee Police Department wanting you to be advised as to traffic, trying to make sure that you know pedestrians, participants in the marathon, as well as motorists, all can make room for each other. You need to be aware that runners, by the way, if you are driving, the runners have the right-of-way and the traffic will be held as runners cross intersections. So be prepared for that. And TPD is urging all of us to review the marathon route. I'm going to give you a couple of these here. It's a lot to consider just listening to it, but uh, you can go to their website where you can get more information um, and that way you know go go to talgov.com and look for the uh, Tallahassee Marathon temporary road closures start around 630 in the morning and go till about 9 o'clock and that'll include Monroe Street from the Parkway to Tennessee Street so basically from let's say from the Capitol all the way up there to Tennessee Street. All that is going to be closed between 6.30 and 9, so be advised. Uh, likewise, East Pensacola Street from Calhoun to Adams. Jefferson Street from Calhoun to Adams. Um, yeah, and then there will be closures from 7.30 on till noon. So as this marathon progresses, you know, they're going to have to close streets to, you know, to accommodate that, right? So going forward, Robert and Trudy Perkins Way from Gamble Street uh, to Famway, or Famway to Distant Street is what they're saying. Famway, westbound, Adams to Lake Bradford. So on it goes like that. I mean, and again, I'm going to spare you reading all this stuff. <clears throat> Go to uh, TalGov website. And you'll be properly informed. Other stuff going on. We've said this too, that February is a month for all kinds of nifty things happening. Shows and concerts. How about a rain garden grant program from the city? You know, a rain garden is, uh, by definition, a slightly depressed area. It's landscape, landscape with flowers and other moisture-tolerant plants, shrubs, and trees in place of bare ground or, or lawn. And this is a way for the soil to better absorb runoff, rainwater, and such. Yeah, so you just want to do that. And what the city's doing is, look, we've got a rain garden grant program to provide a financial assistance to property owners that 
are within the city limits. Now, you do have to be a city resident, but they'll help you in the placement of a rain garden on your property. And they're going to grant you up to 175 bucks to cover costs of plants and mulch and such. So that's the city doing its part to keep rainwater doing what it's intended to do instead of just running off into our right creeks and rivers and lakes and such especially in real in relation to uh, avoiding uh, fertilizers commercial fertilizers and such chemicals and stuff also uh, if you're into this kind of thing and I certainly enjoy it um, the on county library system has a program spring seed library program where you can actually use your library card and you can pick up from uh, Leon County Main Library there on West Park Avenue seed packets things like oh I don't know big rainbow tomato it says here and uh, crimson sweet watermelon how about uh, Kentucky Wonder Pole Beans or Rosa Bianca eggplants. So they have all these seeds. You use your library card to get them. And that happens uh, today at 10 o'clock. So you go do that. That's at the main library downtown. Let's see what else. One more thing here. 15th Annual Capital City Senior Games coming February 28th. Sports enthusiasts 50 and older are encouraged to get involved. Registration available now online at talgov.com. Senior games. Talgov.com slash senior games. Uh, so if you want to participate in that, go to the website. We're talking process. We're talking how it is that we achieve an outcome based on strict adherence to a protocol that at the same time has to be flexible enough to accommodate for changes. Well, that's what's happening here today, as we've already spoken with Coach Jared Hickman. And in this second hour coming up, Mark Early, Leon County Supervisor of Elections, he's going to talk about the process that gets us where we want to go. And uh, in doing so, you're going to learn a lot about how much this particular county is recognized nationally for its excellence. Stay with me. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? Mark Early has been working in public service, serving the voters of Leon County for over 30 years. 
first elected as supervisor of elections in 2016, following the retirement of his mentor, the former supervisor, Ian Sancho. Uh, for those of you who may not realize, Mark is responsible for the conduct of, conduct of elections in Leon County and works closely with other local, state, and federal agencies to protect the right of every voter and, I might add, to protect the process by which the vote is cast and counted. Uh, there is, of course, at, a, at this time in our history as a country, a lot of concern about the integrity of the election process as a, in a very broad sense. And so we thought it appropriate. Let's uh, bring to the studio uh, our good friend, Mark Early, the Leon County Supervisor of Elections. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me here, Brian. It's been, it's been a great opportunity for us to reconnect, but you're uh, serving as, uh, let's see, you're the immediate past president of the Florida Supervisors of Elections, Inc. And I th- if I'm not mistaken, uh, you've been out and about speaking at various, what, what's, your, what's your speaking itinerary looked like lately? Uh, I was just up at University of Maryland, uh, on a panel about cybersecurity and trust in elections. Uh, I'm on the executive committee of the local leadership council of the EAC, which is the Elections Assistance Commission at the federal level. They uh, distribute HAVA grants for uh, voting. Hmm. Uh, They certify systems. And I'm on the EIISAC's executive committee, which is the, it's a long name, Elections Infrastructure and Information Sharing and Analysis Center. See, you don't get to have this job. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Unless you can remember and and say those kinds of long titles, we speak in acronyms a lot just to shorten <laughs> no the time do, and monotony of all. The do we not names. all have, yes. have all of us have succumbed to that? I think so. So that then means that uh, in each of these settings, you're being asked for your perspective and a report on here's how we do it in Leon County. I think I'm right in saying that the county has a pretty good track record and that's one of the reasons why you're being pulled into these situations where others others are looking at what leon county has done and say hey we we need to look at what you're doing how do we do that is that right is that uh, absolutely true we've been recognized uh, nationally for some of the uh, innovations we've done we've got an audit system that we championed here uh, from the get-go f- since 2009 that's now been adopted uh, by over 50 percent of the counties in florida serving, uh, I think at this point, roughly 75% of the voters in Florida, the post-election audits we've done. Uh, That's also been adopted uh, by many states nationwide. Uh, Wow. There's other things. How would would we characterize this particular audit system? What makes it particularly uh, unique or effective? Sure, yeah. Essentially, it's a 100% retabulation of the same paper ballots that our voting system tabulated. Uh, So there's different vendors. They're actually competing vendors. The only thing in common is they're looking at the same pieces of paper, the filled-in oval ballots uh, from voters, direct from the voters' hands. So we have competing vendors doing 100% retabulation of our ballots. And, you know, just to validate that... uh, if one system might have had some compromise, the other system can show that or, you know, validate uh, and verify that the account was accurate. Well, in that regard, and I think you've said this, uh, Leon County does and has always had hand, uh, paper ballots. That's yes. still part of the process. Uh, the question is, are those ballots hand counted? 
and we've got machines that'll read that paper ballot, right? Is, is the Absolutely, point? yeah. So, uh, and then you have this auditing capability too. So yes, uh, so our voting systems uh, tabulate much more f- quickly and uh-huh. much more accurately than a hand counts. It's been proven time and again that hand counted ballots, and if if that's your exclusive method for uh, tabulating those ballots. People make mistakes. Yeah. Just in Leon County alone, we frequently have, given the number of races and the number of candidates uh, on a ballot, huh. we can have in excess of several million ovals in one election that would have to be reviewed by human eyes. Wow. And the machines, really, they they are extremely efficient and mm-hmm. extremely cost-effective and extremely accurate. And we see that proven time and again when we have uh, our tabulation with our certified systems that are certified at the state and national levels, and our audit systems, which are also I certified see. state and national levels, and the great agreement there uh, between the vote counts. And, and so there is a margin of error, I suppose, built into that equation, uh, where, where in fact the technologies have advanced, even in the time that you've been serving, uh, things are not what they were in 2016 by any means. Yeah, things have advanced greatly. Uh, our accuracy, as demonstrated between the two systems, is infinitesimally the 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 variations are infinitesimally small it's like 80 i mean 99.998945 or something like that Uh, we're talking ten thousandths of a percentage point difference between uh, the two systems uh, and if there are variations the audit system actually can show you those in the captured images and invariably it's just because of how people have marked their ballots uh anytime uh humans are involved uh uh you know, people hmm. circle names. They put a hmm. check mark through an oval, and hmm. uh, one machine might catch it, and one may not. Hmm. Uh, but that's when we uh, use human eyes to uh, to count the to ballots when it gets really that. close. So, if I'm in the if I'm in my little voting booth there, I've, I've filled in my ovals properly, staying within the the oval. Okay, not making stray marks. You know, because it's may... it's you'd be surprised how tolerant <laughs> it is for stray marks. Uh, But you need to at least hit the middle of the oval, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just like staying between the lines on the highway. I get it. Um, But in the event that I've now I've 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 gone to the the place where I slide my ballot into that reader, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying that that's not the last time that that ballot gets examined, we'll say, or or read. So it does that, but then there's going to be an auditing of that same. Uh, submission, right? Exactly right. Okay. Yeah, that same okay. paper ballot after very careful uh, chain of custody controls. Uh, you know, we have very tight inventory of our ballots to make mm-hmm. sure that nothing nefarious can happen to those pieces mm-hmm. of paper after the voters filled it in and fed it through Indeed. the voting machine. Huh. We take those back, and as soon as they get back to our office, within 24 hours, they are scanned by a whole separate system, uh, and that captures good images. And to we generate the results uh-huh. after the and close of the polls any and look for any variations. Exactly right. Wow. And and we report that to our uh, canvassing boards. And all of this secondary tabulation or the, the auditing tabulation, that's all done in, in a public forum. It's done at my office at the canvassing board. So really the, the pillars mm. of why you can trust elections are paper ballots. Mm. That's the gold standard nationwide. Mm. Uh, I hear a lot of people claiming that you know they want internet voting or what have you. You need the ballot mm-hmm. as marked by the voter, and that's our document of record. That mm-hmm. is, you know, so that's mm-hmm. the, the that's that's, that's the gold standard, that's absolutely the gold standard. And everything else builds on that. There's the transparency, yep. Yep. the process, yep. and the chain of custody and good audits. Okay, 
And at that juncture, I want to stop and say, when it comes to the heated, we'll call it, public discussion yes, sir. over the last several years regarding uh, national elections and outcomes and even statewide elections and outcomes, um, there are those who say, wow, this this thing can't be right. This is wrong. The, the election was stolen or the thing is rigged or whatever. We're coming back here to Leon County, and Mark Early's looking at me and saying, well, if it's rigged, they got me fooled because I'm looking at these infinitesimal chances of variation from one scan to the next. Tell me how that how that could be compromised unless somehow I breached the system, you know, went in and grabbed a bunch of ballots. Is that possible? Sure. But it sounds like you've got a whole lot of security in place precisely because you've thought about that way before we did. That's exactly right. Uh, and, you know, I, I respect people's opinions and I absolutely respect people's concerns. We welcome people asking us questions, you know, mm-hmm. as long as it's done in a civil manner. But well, what I invite people to come out, watch what we do at our canvassing board meetings. Watch us take those ballots out of the sealed containers with a sign-off checklist that came mm-hmm. from the uh, the polling places that have accompanied those ballots to make sure they weren't tampered with in transit. Yes. And they are fed through a machine here at my office just like they were back at the polling places. Yeah. And when those counts agree, you can be pretty darn certain that everything's on the up and up. But we do all of that in person uh, and in a public setting. Mm. Vote by mail ballots. I hear about them that, you know, you can't trust vote by mail ballots. People have been voting by mail since the Civil War. Mm. Uh, it's a great way to vote for uh, folks who can't get to the polls on Election Day for whatever the reason is. Mm-hmm. And we have signature validation. Validation. We only send ballots out to people that request it. You have to request it every election cycle. It's, you know, some of those rules have been tightened up in statute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it's a proactive request from the voter themselves under controlled situation. And we uh, validate that it's coming back mm-hmm. from that voter. Talking with Mark Early. Leon County Supervisor of Elections, and you're in tune with Tallahassee Talks. Stay with me. Wooden Glass has been taking care of families since 1945. Experienced, reliable professionals who offer only the best, like Widden's top-of-the-line bath enclosures. Eye-catching storefronts are a specialty at Wooden Glass, and they provide precise installation. Wooden Glass, Tallahassee's first family in glass. Online at WiddenGlass.com. Call 850-222-5781. We're back. We're talking with Mark Early. Uh, election integrity, I think, is the general topic at hand. And you keep referring to there is still the possibility for human error. Uh, it sounds like the, more of that, at least in, in Leon County, comes from the voters' behavior, we'll say, and, and maybe not paying attention to the fact that, yeah, we we need you to stay inside the Oval. Just asking, right? Um, yes. But then there is the business of uh, the machines. And Mm -hmm. if the machines are capable... Now, I'm going to lean on you a little bit here with regard to what goes on around the country, even though you don't have a direct role in in every situation. But is it possible that a voting machine uh, that could be compromised and election officials not know it or not realize that that's going on? I mean... Is I guess is it possible for me to say that could never happen, or is that possible that it's it's has happened, 
I, mean, I don't I don't know where to come down on the on the sure. question. Yeah, so uh, from my perspective, every jurisdiction I've seen, and I've supported elections because I've you know for a while there for six years after the 2000 elections, which is my 14th year in elections, mm. uh, I was I went out and was working with a vendor supporting elections all across the country. Mm. Elections workers I've found, no matter where you are, universally are some of the most patriotic, uh, mm. law-abiding, you know, dedicated folks. Uh, it's mm. sometimes a mm. thankless job. You work very long hours, uh, and you know, but you're doing it because you cherish what you're doing for the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like military service, yeah. you know, in the dedication. People are very, very uh, hardcore about making sure they follow the procedures. Uh, they aren't taking shortcuts. And so there's so many procedures in place that if you follow those, it would be almost impossible to get away with some kind of conspiracy because it would have to involve so many people. So the key points, again, paper ballots. As long as you have a good chain of custody, and you're using certified machines, uh, it's hard to make a mistake. The problems I've seen with voting machines, and frankly, we had a problem like this in 92. We had a a name change on a ballot uh, in a judicial race. So a nonpartisan race, uh, when we relayed out that ballot, the uh, oval location had switched a little bit. Hmm. And somehow it didn't get caught in our testing. But we had the paper ballot, and so we could go back through and we, you know, discovered the problem because we were doing even audits back then and we saw something was amiss. So we were able to go back and look at the paper and get the right results. What do you say to voters who say, Mark, I, I love you, man, but I just don't believe it. I think our our election process has been compromised. Uh, I think the national election was rigged. I mean, how do you, because obviously. Come watch the process. Yeah. The, the, again, it's that transparency. And mm-hmm. Come watch what we do. You know, watch the thought we put into it. Sometimes our canvassing board, which is uh, usually myself, one of the county judges and a county commissioner, in a public forum with lawyers from all the different sides and all the different candidates, all the different parties. A lot of eyes. In a, a lot of eyes right there. We'll sometimes deliberate for 10 or 15 minutes on one signature on one vote-by-mail wow. ballot, wow. showing wow. it to everybody and getting input. Same with uh, ballots. If somebody's poorly marked a ballot or marked two ovals, and they've made some indication there of what their choice should have been, like right, in a, in a right, on a paper ballot. Right. We we have to make those hard calls, but that, we do it in the public eye. It, and that raises the question across the state of Florida. Uh, there are a variety of methodologies in place, right? I mean, is it still possible to have a hanging Chad out there somewhere, or is that bygone? <laughs> yeah, that's a bygone era. Uh, really, in Florida, there's uh, two vendors, ESNS and uh, Dominion, that uh, have certified systems that are used for the primary tabulation. And there's another vendor called Clear Audit that we uh, many counties uh, use for their audit process. Right, right. Uh, and the ones that don't use that do a hand audit, but frankly, it's a it's a much smaller uh, type of an audit where they look at a re- very small proportion. In of the general, balance. would you say that counties in Florida have matured a bit? They've grown up a bit in this whole thing, so they're not stuck in the past. They That's really a wonderful are, question. Yeah, the I whole mean, nation. Some are better than others, maybe. Right. Uh, well, I would say some are funded better. Some have yeah. bigger staffs, but it really depends on the the, the number of voters yep. you have in your and, county. In the county. Yeah, yeah. but. 
elections in general has really grown up since the 2000 elections. Uh, Florida was in the spotlight. Florida knows what it means and what it feels like to be in the spotlight, uh, especially when your procedures aren't real tight. And you referenced the hanging chads, pregnant chads. Those systems are are gone way by the wayside. Every county in Florida fills in an oval. Every voter fills in an oval. Really? Uh, Yep. Or they use a machine that uh, marks a paper ballot, you know, if you're an ADA type voter. Right. And then you can review that uh, paper ballot before it uh-huh. gets tabulated. So you can validate and you have that paper chain, of, uh-huh. you know, that paper uh, document of record that the voter concer- confirms before they turn it in and, and it's tabulated by the machine. All the machines are certified, again, through a very rigorous process. And the certification processes are open to the public, hmm. too. So not only Leon County, maybe Florida is a good model for other states. Is that fair? Absolutely. Uh, The governor said it repeatedly. Supervisors say it repeatedly. Uh, We are the gold standard. We absolutely are. We went through the trial by fire (laughs) and were found lacking in 2000. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, Leon County had already adopted some of the paper ballot procedures. And so we've been looked at for a long time now as as people that people ask Think, you know, how thinking, best to do it. thinking of that, the cross comparison with other states, I, I have to assume that it, maybe somebody in Arizona gave you a phone call and said, "I got a lot of phone calls from Arizona, <laughs> particularly and, one county." Uh, yes, Maricopa County, absolutely. Uh, I got uh, asked by uh, the leadership of both parties out there to comment on different uh, of the different concerns about the whole Sharpie marker thing mm-hmm. they had out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tabulation of the vote by mail ballots, what kind of audits we do here and how they can improve their auditing system mm-hmm. out there. I spoke, uh, frankly, I've gone to Alabama and wow. West Virginia and uh, where else? Georgia. Pennsylvania? Uh, I haven't been to Pennsylvania, but I've spoken to the elections officials that have come to, say, the EAC meetings up in D.C. I've been to D.C. so many times. I was in Utah, all talking in public forums about how we do elections here. With Maricopa County particularly, uh, you you know, there were a lot of different things, different parts of that whole discussion. At some point, did you just sort of sit back and go, are you kidding me, guys? You opened yourself up for, for all of this. Is that fair or no? Uh, I, would, I would say some of the bigger problems in Arizona really dealt with uh, maybe when, how they timed their uh, tabulation of vote by mail ballots. ballots. Uh, the same thing in Pennsylvania. They, mm. Florida can start tabulating, in, again, these public uh, meetings our vote by mail ballots very soon after they're mailed. We don't have to wait till election night to, to suddenly try, to try and process them. Right. This and massive is, mountain is, of ballots. Am I, am I mistaken? But that's a question of election law. That's, that's a hundred percent. That is the state saying this is how we want this done. Okay. Yes, that's so exactly they're setting right. themselves up in some respects because the laws aren't, uh, you know, law, aimed in the right direction. Well, they or, they evolve know. slowly over time, and some sometimes you will get uh, like during twenty twenty, there was a hu- suddenly everybody had to go to or many jurisdictions, most jurisdictions had a massive influx of vote by mail voting because you couldn't go to the polls and vote in person very well because all the COVID concerns. And so their laws were structured Mm -hmm. for a much smaller percentage of vote by mail ballots Mm -hmm. that dramatically changed, but they didn't anticipate that. And so they got hit by huge influx. It's like the Department of Highway Safety. You know, you got traffic laws on the books and you go back and look at it and go, well, that doesn't make any sense. I, using that metaphor, I would say, you know, if you've got dirt roads, yeah, 
you can't suddenly bring your Ferrari out there and try and drive 100 miles an hour down the dirt road. Something, something's going to go when off the rails. When you're crossing the yeah. railroad tracks, you're supposed to get out of your car, wave a lantern, and ring a bell. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think that was still on the books at some it. point. You know, it's these these kind of antiquated ways of doing things, and nobody pays attention until somebody gets hit, somebody gets run over, or an election gets turned sideways then it all breaks loose, right? Yeah, it really, uh, that's really true. Elections law is very nuanced because mm-hmm. there's so many competing interests. And now every election really is three elections in one. It's mail voting, it's early voting, and it's uh, election day voting. And all of those have to come together uh, successfully with very tight controls of chain of custody of these mm-hmm. paper ballots and vo- verified systems mm-hmm. and testing it ahead of time to make sure you haven't made any, you know, any errors that uh, promulgate <clears throat> through the election and cause Hello, problems. Hello, I'm Mark Early. I'm not able to take your call at the moment, <laughs> so uh, have a nice day. Yes. I, <laughs> Leave yeah. your message at the tone. Folks, <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the Capitol about our election laws. That's where I've been we're, all day. We're going we're gonna to talk more with this fine man. Uh, Early is the guy for Leon County, Supervisor of Elections. You stay with me. Hi, I'm Josh, and this is an ad for Super Signs. We were going to do an ad that was funny or maybe really dramatic. You know, something clever. But that just didn't work. So... I'm just going to tell you, Super Signs is great. I mean, they're really great. And it's not just me saying it. Lots of people posting and talking to their friends. Here's one. We are so happy with all our signs and banners by Super Signs. Highly recommend. Here's another. These guys are awesome. They run their business with great quality and service. Our lighted sign looks fantastic. I can't rave enough. Super Signs does the really big stuff, like outdoor lighted signs, vehicle wraps, wall murals, and all the banners, the yard signs, and indoor signs, too. So for your business or your birthday party, Super Signs is your sign company. So that's it. That's our ad. Super Signs is great. I mean, really, really, really great. You should call them, 422-1883, or go to their website, yoursupersigns.com. How's that for clever? The professionalization of the election process and and election uh, uh, personnel and such, for guys like you, for men and women who themselves say, I want to be a be able to do the best job I can. Do you find that you have more resource these days or are you, uh, how has that changed? I guess. Yeah, I would say, especially in Florida and it's moving across other States. Like as I started to talk about earlier, ever since 2000, when we did find ourselves lacking, uh, the recount laws weren't imperfect. Uh, the training that uh, supervisors and their staffs would get before they undertook this really critical job for our nation uh, all of that had to be improved. And so we spent 20 some years now improving the election law in Florida to where we really have great election laws. Mm. You hear tweaks and concerns about this or that, but for the most part, our list maintenance to make sure we have uh, the voters that are on the rolls are, are accurate lists. Uh, if people move out or have passed away, we have great uh, procedures in place to take care of all that. Our certified systems are greatly enhanced, but the training and the complex the complexity of law means that our training had Mm, to really be mm, improved. mm. So our association has undertaken in conjunction with Florida State University for, you know, two decades Mm, now, mm. uh, a whole certification program. It's called the Master Master Florida Certified Elections Professional Program. And we put uh, hundreds of people through that, uh, Uh. supervisors, our staffs. And I do a lot of time, I spend a lot of time speaking to other states about Mm. how to implement the same kind of program there. In fact, 
when you think about where we are today and where we were when you got started, what was that like a hundred years ago? It feels like <laughs> thirty-eight years ago. Thirty-eight years ago. Not, yes. um, uh, it, it it probably just feels like an entirely different day, process different. altogether. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think everybody's intent was good, and you know, for the time, you know, I started with lever voting machines, and people I voted talk- on a lot of those. Yes, machines. I worked on those. I got, I went up to Jamestown, New York, in '86, and got mm-hmm. cert or '87, I guess, right. and got certified for, for wow. how to set up and program and repair those. Right. People thought those were the you know the gold standard because it was a it was a physical machine. Hmm. It can't really make a mistake, but the inner components would sometimes break and yeah, yeah things and there was no way to recreate it it's very much like internet voting could be you know Indeed. that's why we want to have that paper p- ballot that piece yeah. of you know that evidence Hard, from the voter of what their intent was evidence, yes right as marked by the voter uh i was picking on this idea earlier maricopa county um and there's plenty of examples of this kind of thing going on around it sounds like you get called in in a sort of forensic way. Is that fair? You like, okay. I hesitate to use the word forensic, well, but yes, I yes, mean, yes. So, okay, well. Postmortem. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, but I'm, I'm the supervisor of elections in Mosquito Hip County, Idaho, um, and I'm in big trouble here. Uh, so I call Mark early in to say, okay, boss, where did we go wrong in this thing? Is is it a question of uh, people being asked to do work that they're really not well vetted for, they're not well trained for? What, what are some of those things that you have seen happen? I, I think it's similar to what happened in Florida in 2000. I think it's you're presented with a uh, somewhat unique set of circumstances. In Florida, it was voting systems whose internal... Uh, accuracy standards were not up to the task of yeah. differentiating a winner yeah. when statewide it's a 535 vote difference wow. uh, and the maintenance of that. So it's people hmm. who are not really well trained in some instances or statutes who haven't, that haven't Talk kept up yeah. and haven't, yeah. uh, were designed for a different uh, set of circumstances yeah, that, yeah. that have changed and made those statutes really untenable. So when you were talking to the people in Arizona, what was your recommendation? Or recommendations. Start counting your vote by mail ballots earlier. Uh, absolutely. Test your systems a little bit uh, more thoroughly. I don't, I don't think they had a problem with their voting systems out yeah, there. Yeah. Educate uh, your staff, train your staff, and but also get in front of the public and, and let them, you know, do an education effort with the with the public. See, that's and make things the, more transparent. Well, that's where I was going with that because I think that's where a lot of this uh, heat is coming from. Is that people ask a question and they don't like the answer they're getting yep. or they more so don't like not getting an answer and there's that sort of hey that's a good point this yes. this is our business we know what we're doing so shut up don't, don't ask any more questions you asked how elections have changed another big way they've changed and frankly I, i'm a mechanical engineer i'm a guy that was used to working behind the scenes yeah. just to make sure all the things were you like those manual lever I, pulling kind of i did i absolutely. loved it when the curtain would go across so did i, I. Like the nice little bell boss, would ring you know, oh exactly right to the wizard behind the guy the behind the green curtain yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you know i did like that but our, our world, our profession, because it really is a professional, because we're now critical infrastructure. Yeah. But we have to, the panel I was just on, one of the things we have to do, one of my key points there up at University of Maryland was we have to become spokesmen and really be qualified yeah. to explain yeah. what it is we're doing and Brand invite people out. And don't yeah. be afraid of the questions. Yeah. And you yeah. need to really be able to explain it well. Is that 
do you think that that well, this is an assumption and i think it's a fair one that since uh the last national election all right mm-hmm. uh 2020 um people in your positions up and down right at various levels are even more i don't know shell shocked shell shocked is the right know, word uh, traumatized they're they don't even want to answer the phone they don't want Without to talk to anybody Without a doubt. Uh, and, and that I, doesn't help, does it? That it makes does it not. even more. See, you're stonewalling. You're not letting me talk to you. Well, and here's, here's how that plays out, is that we've had the biggest turnover in elections officials, just in supervisors of elections alone, since 2020 in Florida. Wow. Uh, roughly 50% of our supervisors with, you know, decades, you know, cumulatively centuries of experience have all left the profession. Uh, major turnovers in our staff. Uh, you know, elections don't pay real well. Mm-hmm. And to take the amount of heat and the amount of stress, mm-hmm. you know, the heat from the public, the mm-hmm. question, the accusations, it's people are in their, in their families are like, can't you find something just less traumatic to do? It sounds like law enforcement, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, in some ways it is. You know, it's very much like Firefighters, that. law yeah. enforcement, teachers. We're in service to the public and, you know, they demand answers. So we need to be able to explain it to wow. them. So then does that mean that if I come to work for you, uh, <laughs> I'm going to spend the first two and a half months uh, in that sort of desensitizing trauma or, uh, dealing training? So these are the, I mean, it's like basic training. You know, you're going into a situation where someone may come after you uh, and you got to know how to deal with that. Is yeah, that well, we certainly hit. Process. Security, physical security is definitely a, a mm-hmm. part of the job and <clears throat> training people how to, to handle that and handle the stress. Uh, de-escalation, a conflict uh, de-escalation right. is right. part of our training right. nowadays. You had a situation come up uh, this week down there in South Florida. Yep. And somebody came to a canvassing event, right? Yes. And, and Earlier and just, today. And Earlier today. Start, start, started raising all kinds of craziness and... They had to be escorted from the room, right? Yeah, again, you know, we encourage people to come out. Be, please be civil because we're trying to do a very exacting job mm-hmm. uh, in a public forum. And so, mm-hmm. you know, come learn, watch. But if you're just there to scream and yell and disrupt the process, we can't have that happen. We have mm-hmm. to have, you know, a, a, an atmosphere in which we can make these tough decisions right. and uh, serve the public uh, in a professional manner. When we look at where we are here uh here in uh in the month of february we we do have some deadlines coming up we do what are those uh so our uh what we call our uacava ballots really that's another big acronym and i'm not gonna it's you what is it called uacava uacava uniformed uh see i think that's a city in colombia what it is it's it's our military overseas and their families Ah, okay. okay We have to get those ballots out, the vote-by-mail ballots out, 45 days before the election. So that uh, deadline has passed. So we've already sent those out. I think the deadline was Saturday. We sent ours out on Friday because we're trying to give people enough time, time to request it. Yep. Uh, and then another window opens up, I think, is it today? It's really 40, uh, 40 mm. to 37 or 38 days out from the election. Mm. Any vote-by-mail requests we have on our records already, we have to get those out within that window. Mm. And so that's the next major deadline. Uh, we've got some canvassing board meetings. You know, every county staggers their, you know, their schedule a little bit, depending on what their needs are. Right. Uh, but we'll be starting, we'll do our logic and accuracy tests, our public ones. Uh, we've already kind of validated in, in you know, 
thoroughly ahead of this that everything's going to work, but we demonstrate that. Wow. Part of that transparency is coming right. up, I think, February right. 20th here. And we'll start counting the ballots right after that, okay. verifying signatures. Folks, we have some work to do, and we need to be able to support our public officials, especially people like Mark Early who uh, are out there constantly trying to keep us between the lines and keep <laughs> us inside the ovals. Mark Early, Supervisor of Elections, Leon County, our guest today. Thank you, Mark. Thank thanks, you, Brian. Thanks very for being, much. taking a little bit of time for, on a very busy schedule. Folks, that's what we do here. We are the production of Spatterwork Media and Entertainment, coming to you from the studios of Moose Magnificat Radio, streaming online, all local musicians, playing their original songs all the time. You'll find them at moosemagnificat.com. Carl Cerny is our executive producer, and I will be looking for you next week. So come on, Tallahassee, come talk to me. Wood and Glass has been taking care of families since 1945. Experienced, reliable professionals who offer only the best, like Widden's top-of-the-line bath enclosures. Eye-catching storefronts are a specialty at Widden Glass, and they provide precise installation. Widden Glass, Tallahassee's first family in glass. Online at WiddenGlass.com. Call 850 222 5781.